everyone. Thanks for joining us for Reconstructing Truth. My name's Aaron. This is Caleb. We're grateful just to be with you guys today. As we get started, we want you to do a couple things for us. First, give this a thumbs up if you're um, on YouTube right now, right? Hit the subscribe button. I'm sure we've placed it somewhere uh, within the, the frame here. Turn on notifications, right? Be the first to be notified that we are uh, premiering a new episode, new video. Check us out on uh, podcast. If you are only streaming us from YouTube, uh, podcast is just a great resource primarily to share, right? Everyone loves some good audio. Um, I just uh, just get tickled thinking about all the people working out at the gym um, to just our amazing content right. and our, our riveting, riveting voices and all of that. No yeah. better way to be motivated uh, to go the extra mile than <laughs> reconstructing truth. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> I always like listening to, you know, podcast, you know, I always think how silly I, I, I look when I'm, if I'm listening to a podcast at the gym and, and that, you know, I start laughing randomly, yeah. you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of those moments in our podcast where you're just yeah. sitting there bench yeah. pressing and you start laughing. And no, like, oh, is this person delirious or yeah. what? <laughs> you know, what's sad is I do listen to a lot of doctrine and, um, and stuff like that at the gym, audiobooks. Yes. um, yeah, class, uh, lectures, stuff like that. So my, nice. I try to get my wife to do it, and she's like, what the heck is wrong with you? No like, <laughs> that sounds incredibly boring. <laughs> yeah, I run to music. That's the only thing I no. listen to music. I yeah. run with music any other time. It's it's teaching. Yeah. You know, i got to get it in. It makes me feel more justified being there, you know, yeah. rather than just wasting my life. <laughs> So it makes me feel like a better person than you too. So that's, uh, that's well, important. I'm sure you need whatever you can to, to yeah. <laughs> to well, in do, all, all regards for all people, you know, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I can't remember what we talked about. Oh, we talked about idols last week. I was a little yeah. disappointed in the reach on that. Um, I know our, I looked at our YouTube uh, video this morning, had 15 on it and, you know, the other ones have been hitting 30. So I was a little disappointed. Um, so, I mean, if you just like were turned off from that or whatever, didn't share it, you shared other ones, um, let us know why, you know, maybe is it, it a little close to home? Yeah, maybe so. Um, but if hey, it's but that's else, what you're going to get here at the Reconstructing yeah. Truth Podcast. That's it's, right. It's hard truth, right? Yeah. Um, we but I said we were your friends, <laughs> <laughs> but we'd love some feedback or maybe you just missed it and you're like, I didn't even know you put out a new video. Yeah. yeah. We try to weekly. So it's still there on the interwebs. So yeah. Go back and listen, go back, listen, like share, um, boost it, you know, that's right. create a different email, watch it from that account, yeah. you know, just keep doing that yeah. over and over and over. So whatever helps our <laughs> ego. And yeah, that's it. Um, but today, you know, coming off of idols, um, I don't think we're going to do much better. We're not going to do any better at all. <laughs> if, yeah, um, if that was mean, too touchy for you today, might be a little bit more. So. I mean, if you had to summarize the content, how would you summarize that today? Uh, we should have wrote that down beforehand. I'm we should have, but know. I mean, I think today is going to be, well, it's, it's a, it's a tough question. I think yeah. that's what we're going to, what we're going to talk about. It's a tough situation and, um, you know, that we all face. And it's hard to, to yeah. figure that out. But uh, I mean, maybe like being steadfast. I mean, how do you be steadfast in, in a world that's corrupt and immoral, right? And, and yeah. as things continue to become, um, culture becomes more and more post-Christian. How do we maintain our integrity as believers um, and do so in a way that um, honors God and honors um, the people around us? Right? We don't. Um, I'd say we don't want to be offensive, but I think that would be inaccurate. I think it's okay to be offensive. Jesus was offensive to the yeah. culture he was in. Um, but we don't want to be hurtful, right? We don't right. want to be indifferent. Jesus was not hurtful or indifferent. So, But that's really hard to balance, especially in a world now where um, being offensive, offending somebody um, 
which which happens, you know, when you, I mean, anytime you have an opposing point of view, um, you're automatically deemed as hurtful or bigoted. And I think therein lies the the challenge, yeah. honestly, today is is how do we navigate that? Um, and more and more and more, um, again, uh, as a whole, culture seems to be drifting away from um, that Christian worldview and and then the moral integrity that's presented in the Bible. So more and more and more, we're we're, we're bigoted um, yeah. by definition um, of the secular world. You're bigoted by the way you look nowadays. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you really are. Um, I mean, it's it's it is it's a. Uh, it is a you know this is if if you listen to us a couple of weeks ago um, when we talked about worship this is going to kind of be in that same vein where it's uh, where we're kind of talking about what, where's that line right of of <clears throat> where do we extend grace and then where do we confront and um, you know what do we uh, what do we accept um, well I wouldn't say accept what do we kind of um, oh what's the word I'm just trying to you know what do we not make a deal out of, I guess. And where do we draw hard lines as Christians? Yep. And you know, and I think, like Aaron was talking about, you know, today the 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 word of the day is you're you're a bigot or you're you know a, a phobe. Add phobe to the end of any word, and you're you're that kind of phobe. And you know, and and we've allowed ourselves as Christians to uh, let culture tell us what we should believe because they use these um, <clears throat> these words to uh to to hem us in right to to scare us um into not being involved and yeah that's you know whether the person doing it thought about it or not but the spirit of the age definitely is intentional about that yeah you know i kind of think it it reminds me of um uh monty python and the search for the holy grail did you ever see that movie yeah yeah you know the knights who say knee yeah, you know, at the when they goes and they start saying it, and they're like, "Oh, don't say that." And they, <laughs> that's like the one word, like we can't handle that word. And then he's like, "What? It or is? Or it was it or is? I can't remember which one it was." Anyway, that's how you know we act sometimes. I think yeah. is, you know, it was oh, they're going to call us names if we take a firm stand on on what we believe, yeah. and, and it's going to hurt our feelings. And, yeah, you know, and so um, we've allowed that to keep us from. Um, <clears throat> to keep us from from living out our faith you know and having conviction that we should have right god calls us to uh you know to live out differently to be different and um we just we can't allow uh our we can't allow the culture to, to determine or dictate to us what it is that we should believe and that's you know uh where does our loyalty lie does it lie in the culture or to the culture does it lie to the god right to the god that created us and gave us purpose and meaning and in life and sent his son to die for us. I mean, that's <clears throat> that's the question we have to answer, and so that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. Is where do we, where is that line? Where do we, where do we engage? Where do we back off? Um, where do we just say no? Yeah, you know, you know and I've ran into this uh, a few different times, uh, especially here recently, with certain uh, certain friendships and relationships and stuff like that. In the in the sense of a friend I grew up with, and he he knows what I do and. And where I'm at, but um, he sent me an inappropriate joke the other day, and it um, and it's not that I don't, you know, struggle. I struggle in that anyways. But I remember it was one of these, and just the the content of it is just like I just couldn't respond. And even that, dealing with kind of conviction, do I um, do I message back and make it more awkward and uncomfortable, and, and be like, hey, <laughs> listen, man, like, like um, and this is a guy who you know has moved into the faith. 
um, here recently with me and, and things like that, um, where he was complete atheist. So I know he's still learning and growing, but even that, do I ding him? Like, yeah, that's not how Christians act, bro. Um, or, you know, do I, you know, put the little laughy thing on there on the, on the text or, you know, send an emoji or, or something or ignore it. Um, I chose to ignore it. I wasn't sure what to do. So it's like, yeah, there's no response is the yeah. best response here. Um, cause I didn't want to affirm it. Um, but I didn't want to be, um, you know, but about it either. And, um, so I chose just to kind of disengage now, whether or not that's accurate or, or right, I don't know, but you know, these are things that we're, we're presented with. Um, I know my wife and I, we take, uh, stands, um, on, yeah, on any sexual content on, on TV, any, any shows and in, in the church anymore, that's not everybody. And, um, it's what we've chose to do, but, um, we get in awkward conversations with people that go to the church and like, Hey, you watching, um, this. And I'm thinking like, that's practically pornographic. No, I'm not watching that. Uh, but even how do I respond in that? So uh, we deal with it in the church, like, you know, among believers. And then when you get out into the world, like, you know, what is, um, your, your stance and, and things like that in the world? I mean, they're so contrasting. I was in a different conversation with the guy this is several years ago and, um, it was so weird, um, because he starts talking about, um, pornography, like, but in the sense of how, um, depraved did it become and then he stops and he's like you probably don't watch much pornography anymore (laughs) because you're married and i'm sitting there thinking like dude i don't watch any pornography like has nothing to do with my marriage (laughs) it has to do with my relationship with christ you know and my marriage you know but jesus first and that's just but that's that's culture this was a secular individual who didn't know the things of jesus um didn't know about god and in his mind um every man watches porno and um it's just trying to have in his mind a normal conversation about the fact that it's gotten depraved in this sense of like fetishes or something and in my mind i'm like it's all depraved and yeah. and, and broken <laughs> you know um and so i mean that's what we're that's what we're faced with though in culture today and um it's kind of like the love languages when janelle and i counsel uh, married couples and we're like, you know, people are just not on the same page. They think they're having the same conversations about the same things and they're not. And I think oftentimes in the faith, that's what we're doing. Um, we just uh, have this assumption that people outside of the church know um, or have any type of, you know, similarities and moral compasses and things like that. And then when um, things are missed to the degree they are, we're so confused yeah. and, and we don't know what to do. And yeah. so it's, <clears throat> Um, it's such a tricky thing to navigate because even in that conversation, you know, I could be like, "Hi, ah, dude, you're you're a piece of crap for you know doing that, and you know you're gonna burn in hell, and you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. could take the uh, the old school uh, Baptist approach, um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, or um, you know, I just had a really gentle conversation. It's like, man, it's not really something I engage in, um, it, you know, at all. It's just not it's not a part of my life, and you know, I really just I endeavor to honor God and honor my wife. Um, and, and left it at that rather than be on, and you suck, man, you're part of the problem, you know? And so finding that, like, where's that line? Where do I want to come up to? I wanted to present truth. I wanted to uh, be loving though. And I didn't want to be indifferent to, to him, you know, cause in, in that response, I could have shut it off. This is the same guy who later became a Christian, who is my friend, who's still like, now he's got this joke, but he's moved so much, right? Yeah, right. Um, and so I think that's why it is so important to, um, 
to figure out how we navigated. There was lots of things with this individual in particular where um, I could have been so hateful um, and he may not have ever found um, Christ, yeah. but because of the way that, that I chose to operate and, and, and deal with him over time, he's moved the needle tremendously and it's been a, a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. So, you know, I think that takes us kind of to the first, the, the first or the, the one, the one side of this coin, which is, you know, these areas in which we do operate in grace, where we, you know, uh, you know, the Bible talks about how Jesus goes and, and he dines with the sinners, you yeah. know, and gets a lot of criticism for that. Um, he's not there condoning anything they're doing, but he's just showing that he cares, yeah. you know, and, and extending them grace. And that's, you know, in, the, in these certain circumstances like this, I think this is where, um, this is the one example where we do we do those things. So <clears throat> that that conversation reminded me of some a conversation I had with uh, somebody else. Uh, it was a couple that um, that are engaged, and um, the, the 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 girl is working at a place, and um, had explained that you know they're engaged, but you know they're both Christians, and yeah. you know like oh, or you, you guys you know living like they the, the people she was working were taken back because they weren't living together already yeah like, well you gotta live together yeah because how right before you buy yeah you gotta you know make sure you're compatible yeah. which always kills me <laughs> and people say that it's like we're yeah. there you know, anyway um but you know that everything's gonna you know well you gotta in in she was just like well no you know i just we don't believe that you know and that's another circumstance where yeah the, the you, I, I'm, I'm with you it's like i grew up this way where <clears throat> you know it was like when I grew up, you were you were the odd man out if you were living together before, yeah. and you know that, especially in this area, like that was like, oh really, you're doing that? What are you doing now? It's flip flopped, right? Yeah. You're you're totally weird. If you, you know, like, no, we didn't live together before. You know, Jill and I didn't live together before we got married. You know, like, yeah. um, that's and so now that's a crazy idea because we've allowed culture to normalize that and say, oh, and somehow we've allowed that argument to to pervade, and you know, and so. You know, in those circumstances, the the right answer is like, no, we, you know, as Christians, you know, we don't. Somebody says something like that to us, we don't go, no, you, you heathen sinner. I'm not, you know, we're not going to do that because that's <laughs> that's wrong. You just say, well, no, that's just not. We don't believe, you know, and yeah. and uh, you know, and if somebody were to, well, how do you know if you're sexually compatible? Well, uh, you know, that's something I would play off with that joke, like, well, you know, as long as your parts are in the right place, you're well, you know, compatible. Kindergarten so. cop addressed this. The, the young boys, like, yeah. well, boys have penises, girls have vaginas. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we used to know these things, you yeah. know, that that's compatibility right yeah. there. Yeah, um, the and, way you know, good. Well, well, Disney has kind of the thing that's broken this or that type of idea of, of soulmates. So you got to find out if it's your soulmate, which yeah. soulmates a completely pagan thing, anyways, yeah. but. I mean that, and that's where all these. I mean, these are all parts that stem to this type of mentality. Yeah, yeah, and you know, um, uh, the, the the other thing I would you know encounter with those kinds of people is like, if you, how do you know if you're compatible? Well, have you had an argument? Does the person you're trying to you're going to marry do they act like an adult? Yeah, like that's yeah, the, there we go. That's the that's where you need to you know because because if, if you can do you know if if you can do those things if you guys can can explore difference and then meet in the middle yeah you're probably you're probably compatible there you go you know that the 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 sexual compatibility is bonus you know yeah. and that's <laughs> and and um <clears throat> so and you know in that same like i said in the, just another instance bringing that up is that you know again that's another place where you 
you don't have to condemn people or, or point out that you know you know you're going to hell or any of that kind of stuff. But you you can show that there's a there's a there's another way, right? Yeah. The culture isn't right on that, and you know statistics have proved out the culture's not right on that. Yeah. You're fifty percent more likely to get a divorce if uh, you live together first. I mean, yeah. like, how's that working out for you, society? Yeah. So. Um, you know, I think those the, that's another example of an area where we show show grace. Um, uh, we we talked about it um, a couple of, well, a couple of weeks ago with like worship and different things and how we how we behave or conduct ourselves in in either you know a church setting or even in society. Like there's you know we we show grace. We we don't condemn you know people acting crazy at. Sporting events, although sometimes I do. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do too. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you should be confronted in that circumstance, but uh, because it's ridiculous, we had that happen. That's why it's front of mind for me is uh, at a, my daughter's basketball game. An old lady, older lady, some, yeah. somebody who should know better for sure, who definitely should know better, was acting a fool. And you know, um, anyway, you know, and if if you happen to be listening, you're. Don't act like that. It's <laughs> embarrassing for everybody around you. But, you know, um, again, a lot of that stuff is... Was it like your mom or something? No, no. no. <laughs> um, like Aaron was talking about with his, with his friend is that a lot of that, you can you can influence behavior just by the way you behave, yeah. right? And how you respond to those things. Yeah, so Paul maybe, talks about <clears throat> it being a living epistle. Yeah. And and so we, you know, maybe he doesn't, he doesn't make the, you know, uh, condone the, the meme by laughing at it or, no. you know, just leaving it blank. And then if, um, you know, friends says something to him, yeah, I mean, I saw it, uh, you know, I just, that, that kind of humor doesn't work for me, yeah. you know, cause it's Christian, that whole Christian thing, like, yeah. you know, and it's not a putting them on blast kind of thing. It's no. like, this is just the way I live my life. And, you know, and then as, as your friend explores the faith more and, and grows and develops more, they're going to, they're going to start to emulate that, you know, yeah. and that's, that's a really good way to handle those kind of circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Be sanctified and, and yeah. kind of move that way. Um, but you know, I speaking to the marriage thing, I was having this conversation, um, with, uh, this younger girl, she's a college student and she's, she's a Christian, you know, by, um, by confession of her own and, um, attend some and, you know, and, uh, and is in a relationship and, you know, was talking about, you know, when her and her boyfriend get to the certain point moving in and it's just, uh, these things because we've not taken stands and we haven't confronted them. And because we've, in my opinion, um, moved so hard to grace, um, without truth and, and we should be, you know, and that's the hard part. Like we should be a hundred percent like gracious, right? Jesus mm -hmm. was, but, um, and loving and, and all of that. But, um, we've just, um, abandoned truth so much that this is, um, just moved its way again into, into the church. So here's somebody who, again, by confession of her own is, um, in the faith Christian and looking forward to moving into, um, into sin with her boyfriend. So, yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, it's sad, you know, my heart broke in that conversation, just thinking about that. And, um, but in, even in that, you know, what do you do? I don't have entrance in her life to speak to that. Right. So I just kept my mouth closed, but yeah, for now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's man. That is definitely the church has, uh, the big C church has had a huge failing there and that yeah. we, um, we won't address those issues. And that's why Christians think, well, yeah, this, it's okay. Well, I don't know why it's yeah. not okay. Well, you know, you can't point to 
anything, you know, like, well, haven't you learned about that in the Bible? And well, no, I haven't because yeah. we don't talk about any of that stuff at church because yeah. that might offend people that might run them off. Yeah. Well, and so many just ignore those things, whether it's, um, you know, sex before marriage and, and cohabitating or, yeah. or anything else. It's, um, just kind of disregarded. disregarded. Yeah. I don't like that. That part is icky. Right. Well, um, that was social. That was a cultural thing back then. Yeah. So oh, really? I just want, where does it say that? I just want the feel good, <laughs> uh, feel good stuff. I want, I want yeah. Jeremiah 29, 11 kind of, um, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> kind right. of a scripture in my life. God just loves me. That's the only part of the Bible yeah. that matters is that he, he loves, loves me just <laughs> the way I am. But you know, it's amazing. You know, uh, we can't be surprised, uh, that that's the take from, this generation and you know the millennials and the gen zers because uh they were raised that way by their parents you know right it was every, everything's okay everything you do is funny i see <clears throat> i see that all the time you know coaching sports or whatever where you see you know um these kids that just are blatantly disrespectful to their parents and they laugh oh, yeah. and they laugh at it they're like oh that's so that's oh she's so uh you know uh snarky or she's got such a you know clever wit and I'm like no she's disrespectful or he's yeah. disrespectful it's like no that you know and, and you know my daughter it rubs off on my daughter sometimes I, I notice and i have to tell her listen i know your friend so-and-so gets away with that but i you we don't do that you know that's disrespectful yeah you know it's one thing to make a sarcastic comment and i'm you know, my kids get plenty of that from me at home and I, <clears throat> but there's a difference between sarcasm and respect or disrespect um and, and and so yeah so when you have a whole generation raised that way to that everything is okay. Everything they do is fine. Never having any sort of limitations placed on behavior. Then when they get to be, you know, they, they start to understand or read the Bible or, uh, you know, progress out of the, the youth group, which was only focused on, on fun. Yeah. Um, and they, wait a minute, there's, there's actual rules to, you know, kind of Christianity and living a Christian life. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't like that. Yeah. I just like the God loves me part. I'm, yeah. I'm a special, I'm a special little boy or girl. That's all that matters. <laughs> well, in the way that, that parents deal with their kids, I mean, that's uh, man, we need to do a whole episode on that because, serious. Um, I mean, again, and that's within the church It's so inundated now, you know, well, you know, she's just, or he's just uh, got a strong personality yeah. and no. this, that, and the other. And it's like, no soft parenting, soft parenting is straight from hell yeah. and has, yeah. you know, if you're listening and you're a soft parent, I mean, Read, read scripture. I'm not saying you abuse your children, but yeah. um, I mean, it says if you spare the rod, you hate your child. Like that's strong language. Yeah. We don't want to talk about that. Um, and then even with Dylan, going back to Dylan with everybody with um, all all love and, and grace and, and no truth and that idea that that God loves me. I mean, here I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a passage here that just uh, will ho hopefully. Um, just wreck your theology a little bit. And it says, uh, it's Psalms 5.5. 5. It says, therefore, the proud may not stand in your presence for you hate all who do evil. What, God hates the sinner? <laughs> God, yeah. uh, I thought no. he only hated yeah. the sin. Um, I mean, do just a little bit of study on that. I mean, God loves his creation and he died for all people, but um, he has a special distaste for people who um, willfully are disobedient. Yeah. And... Um, we won't get into all of that because heck, you could do an episode just on on that passage alone, right, right. there. I mean, God hates all who do evil. Yeah. So next time, yeah. we're like, what are we going to talk about? Oh, here's an idea. Yeah, um, but you know, we 
we've shifted so far. And so with all of that in mind, you know, what do we do as believers? How, how do we, how are we to operate in this culture? Um, we've taken the stance for so long that we're just going to sit down. We're going to shut up. Um, we're going to be quiet. We don't want people to, um, I don't want to get called names. Yeah. We don't want to be called names. We don't want to be bigoted, but, um, we're, we're actually called to be, um, a light. And, um, for some reason we've gotten this idea that, that we can only be a soft, warm, light <laughs> um, yeah. um i mean sometimes you know maybe we need to be an aggressive light you know yeah. one that um you know pierces through the darkness not one that just kind of brushes it away um but we have to find balance in all of this again because you can take it too far the other way and, and the church has done that before yeah. um and there's th there's this uh, I, I don't want to say middle ground because jesus didn't have a middle ground but it's about all we're capable of doing um i think because we can't it's I, don't, I think it's an impossibility for us to truly be like he was um, in our current state. Um, but that's what we're shooting for, right? Um, to, to address these things and to do these things, um, but present love and grace and, and to navigate it. But um, we've we've got to do something um, because we're, we're losing the culture war here in the United States, at least. Um, yeah. You know, the church... Um, here in the states is is a is a wreck, and we have to we have to do something, um, and we have to do it lovingly. Um, there's the saying, you know, truth without love is just mean, and, and love without truth is meaningless. So finding that balance um, to push back and into culture and to um, just confront these situations in a way that that is honor Christ and, and honor the truth of the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, Satan's uh, definitely the, the the war he's waged against the church in America. Uh, his his weapon of choice is comfort. Oh and, yeah. You know we we talked about comfort as an idol last week, and if you haven't listened to last week's episode, let me encourage you to go and listen to that. But <clears throat> you know it's versus you know this one he he we're just being lulled to sleep, you know, yeah. and just being you know put so gently put down. You know, Satan's just you know petting your head as they're injecting yeah. the stuff into you, just like yeah, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Just close your eyes; it's okay. Whereas, you know, in other places where we're seeing explosive growth, like China in the, in the Christian church, they're they're being you know physically persecuted, right? Yeah. They're going to jail, yeah, killed. It's more, of, more of an old yeller <laughs> situation there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and and you know, while they're physically being persecuted. Uh, they're 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 actually experiencing growth, and we have everything we could ever want, and we're yeah. experiencing decline, yeah. and that's that's the problem. And so, so um, you know, so we spent some time talking there about you know kind of what areas do we allow <coughs> for grace, but now you know where 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 do we where do we take the hard line stance? You know, in what areas do we we say no? You know, where, where it becomes a thing where. Um, we, we don't engage and we, we don't extend grace because there is, we see that in, in, in Jesus was that way. Right. So in one part of the, you know, in the, in the gospels, he's, he's dining with sinners and the next he's whipping people in, yeah. in the, in the temple mount, right. Driving them, driving out the money changers. Right. So, so I like that Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Nobody likes that. Nobody else likes that Jesus. Right. We all like a uh, hippie Jesus yeah. who just loves everybody who goes around and, you know, pals about you do, you, <clears throat> bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but the, but Jesus is very confrontational, and yeah. you know we do. You know, you're talking about the um, that the verse out of Psalms. It also reminds me of uh, Jesus with the woman at the well. Yeah. What is the last thing he tells her? Go and 
sin no more. Just be happy. <laughs> go and do what makes you feel good. No. no, he says, go and sin no more. Like, and, and you know, the instance he brought up with her was specifically was adultery. Yeah. And having multiple husbands. And he's like, stop it. You know, he doesn't say, you know, well, it's okay. You know, it'll be fine. I just, I, I still love you. No. Go stop, stop, stop doing that. Stop doing that. And so, you know, we have, we have that. We have to, there are some places where we do have to start setting some hard lines. And so, you know, it's one of the ways, one of those areas is in, um, is things that are direct affronts to our faith, right? So, uh, kind of, we were talking about beforehand, um, in the, the area of marriage, you know, marriage is, what is marriage? I mean, marriage is, is it, what is it to us as Christians? Is yeah. it a piece of paper? Is it a tax break? Is it, or is it a, you know, a sacrament? Is it a religious ceremony, you know, ordained by God? This yeah. is something that, you know, God calls us to, to be de- dedicated spiritually to another, you know, man or woman, right? That you only have two choices there. And <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what God called us to do. And what we've seen uh, here lately and culturally is the erosion of that, yeah. and, you know, in that it can be whatever. I mean, so so th- that's the question we have to ask ourselves: like, what it, what is marriage, right? Yeah. What is marriage? Is it is it a, like I said? Is because uh, I mean, to the state, right? The, the state, it's just it's how you file your taxes. It's paperwork that needs to be done. Um, the legal contract. It's a legal contract. Yeah. It's okay. I'm gonna you know habitate with and there is. You know, and there's this, even a debate to be had about, uh, you know, should the state even be involved in marriage? I mean, I, the state being, you know, governments, they have, they do have some vested interest in that because that uh, married, a married population provides stability, yeah. both civilly and financially. I won't go into all the, the, the I don't know, political theory on that, but, um, but to us, it's a spiritual thing. You know, it, what matters to us, my, my wife and I, is that is what happened at our church, not yeah. the, the paperwork we filed. And so, you know, when we get called or invited or asked to, to do things that, um, you know, to, to attend weddings that don't, you know, what do we do? Do we uh, or attend weddings that don't fulfill that spiritual requirement, I guess you could say? Yeah. What do we do in those circumstances as Christians? Do we go? Do we not go? Do we affirm them because we want to be caring or do we, you know, that that's where we have to start making hard decisions, I think, as Christians. Yeah. And we say, you know, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to condone this because it goes against what my faith is, you know? Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's one example. Uh, and, and, you know, these are hard choices to make and that's why we're talking about this. Uh, but God calls us to that. Jesus says that, I can't remember the verse, but um, Jesus comes and says, uh, you know, I'm here to pit what father against son and yeah. brother against brother and something along those lines. I mean, he he was kind of you know again that that part doesn't make it into the hippie Jesus. <laughs> but God, I mean, Jesus says that he's like, yeah, I'm gonna you know families are gonna be split up yeah. because uh, you believe in me, and and you know and that's a hard truth that we definitely have swept under the rug in the Christian church, and that um, you know that that's part of the faith. Well, his own siblings said he was crazy. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, one of the things we forget is his mom was there, too, yeah. <laughs> trying to drag him out. And 
Um, I mean, so it's not even, you know, us as believers that uh, Jesus was such a revolutionary in, in the way that he um, came on the scene and what he was doing and the things that he was saying that even those who grew up with him and knew him and, and were um, with him his entire life, you know, for 30 years before this, um, a mom who, you know, received a message from Gabriel, <laughs> you know, and, and all of this and a father, um, of course, we don't um, believe that his, his dad was uh, around then, but, you know, his father did receive a message um, about all of this in a dream. <clears throat> Even his family came to a point thinking like, ah, maybe he's just nuts. Um, of course, you know, later on, his, his brother, you know, was the, the head of the church in Jerusalem, his mother, obviously, at the yeah. crucifixion and all that with the disciple. They came around. They, they came around, <laughs> but... Um, and, you know, hopefully your family will too, but we have to be willing to take that stance. Jesus sitting back up and say, ah, oh, man, I'm sorry. I really upset my, my mom and my siblings. Yeah. I'm going to go guys. Um, yeah. no, that's, that's the, the, the context of the statement that Campbell is making is like, no, hey, listen, who, who, who are my brothers and sisters, if not the church here? Um, and, um, that was powerful. Yeah. And, and, and that's a tough place to arrive. You know, I'm not going to, you know, act like this is an easy thing. It's yeah. definitely not. And that's why we're failing at it, <clears throat> you know, and, and that's why we've allowed culture to, to tell us what, what it is we believe and what yeah. we should do, you know, what we should condone. And if you don't condone that, you're a bigot, yeah. which, you know, it, it, it kills me that we allow that to, to bother us, too, because you're, you're accepting the premise and the argument and uh, which is that their position is right and that yours is wrong. Yeah. But I mean, how can they call you by, by them saying we're bigoted because we believe such and such they're saying they don't believe what we believe, which makes them bigoted. So, yeah. you know, it's like, um, <clears throat> we're all bigots. <laughs> so just get over it. But I mean, it, you know, and, and I, I don't know that we would go into any other kind of specific situations, but I would just say that because we can't possibly, you know, cover them all or tell you exactly for you what is right or wrong in that maybe the circumstance. But the thing to ask yourself is, you know, um, what is one, you have to know what you what you believe, right? You have to under, you have yeah. to have read your Bible a little bit, understand the Christian faith a little bit. You know, you can't just show up and be a consumer on a Sunday. I know that's a big ask for people, yeah. but you have to you have so you have to know what you believe. You have to believe that you know that the God of the Bible that Jesus died for your sins, and that you know that we're called to live a certain way, and the Bible tells us how we're to live. Um, and then that there's certain areas in which we don't. Uh, you know, we don't allow the world to encroach on, you know, God gave us the 10 commandments, not the 10 suggestions. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, uh, I'm just trying to think of some, you know, examples. I mean, I know for us, um, you know, we were pretty, uh, pretty adamant about, you know, not missing Sundays for just this, that, and the other. I mean, yeah. every now and then, you know, that doesn't mean we don't travel and miss, you know, we're out of town on the weekends and for different things and whatever. But I mean, like, <clears throat> I remember when I was in college, I worked at, uh, I worked at Sears and, um, I told them, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to work on, you know, Sunday. And they're like, well, why? You know, that's, that's a big yeah. retail day. I'm like, well, it's, you know, like, cause that's some religious thing. I'm like, yes, yeah. I'm going to miss church for work. You know, that's just, yeah. that's, that's pretty explicit in the Bible, um, that that is not going to become the priority for me. You know, now again, this stuff come up from time to time where you, you have to, like, so there's not a hard, you know, I'm not saying there's a hard line. There's like, you know, five, five miss yeah. limit for the year. You know, you gotta, you gotta analyze your motivations and, and yeah, your you don't want to step into legalism. Yeah. That, yeah. that becomes truth without love. And, right. 
Right. I mean, besides God knows your heart, you know, yeah. and that's the point is that, um, you're like, sure, I, I'm going to give up, give up the meeting together of believers for a few bucks, you yeah. know, on a regular basis. Like that's, that tells, that tells God where your priorities is at. Yeah. You know, now is if, if it's, you know, you work and you don't normally work on a Sunday, but emergency happens and you get called in, like that, that area becomes a little bit more gray. I mean, still, I don't know. I'd be like, you don't have anybody else, but that's just me. But, um, <laughs> You know, so so those are the areas in which we have to start saying no. Yeah. You know, and that's I think that's a word the Christian church needs to become a lot more familiar with. Yeah. But. You know, um, I want to share a passage out of Acts, Acts 17. It's going to be starting in verse 22. So let's get over to that. Um, and it, uh, hold on one second, let me turn that on. People have messaged me before. So. Oh. Um, and so this is uh, the Apostle Paul. It's not Mars Hill. It says, so Paul, standing before the council, addressed them as followed men of Athens. I notice you're very religious in every way. For I was walking along, I saw many shrines, and one of your altars had this inscription on it, to the unknown God. This is to whom you worship without knowing is the one I'm telling you about. And um, the reason I, I bring that up is sometimes in culture, you know, Paul could have taken a stance where he's like, yeah, you, you, you know, flipping pagans and, you yeah. know, you got all this stuff and you're, you know, just, you're, you're going to go, you know, whatever. I mean, he could have taken a completely different approach, but even in this, he, he, uh, um, professed, uh, the truth, but he did it in a loving manner. And sometimes we have to do that. It's like, yeah, you're so close. Like, listen, yeah. I see that you, you want a relationship, you know, like, you know, it's talking about the, uh, type of uh cohabitating stuff and, and like i see that you want that let me let me share god's plan with with you like what is what does a godly marriage look like so there's things that we can do that we have to learn to do it's not that we don't take stance and it's not that we become a legalist or um you know push everybody away which we can do um it's kind of finding this this balance in this way that um that it was carried out scripturally. Jesus did it. We've got great examples of how he presented it. The woman at the well is one of my favorite. Um, he could have been so aggressive with her, yet he was so gentle. And because of that, I mean, a revival, um, I wasn't even a revival, I guess, because they were first-time believers. <laughs> but um, salvation swept through Samaria, the Samaritan village, um, because of the way that he presented truth. He didn't shy away from it, um, but did so with love. Um, here we have Paul. He did the same thing with Gentile nation after Gentile nation after Gentile nation, uh, where he he uh, he affronted them, right? I mean, offended them. Um, I mean, he was beaten and whipped for the things that he said. So you can't even make any type of assumption that he wasn't taking people off left and right. Um, why? Because he was a jerk? No, because he presented things that they didn't want to hear. So we have to be willing to do that. But just the way that he even handled the persecution and handled um, the name calling and all of that led people, you know, with that truth of the gospel, led people to the Lord. And, you know, Paul's responsible for the direct salvation of just a, a ridiculous amount of people um, and churches all over Asia Minor and in the Gentile world and yeah. things like that. Um because he was willing to do this, to take a stance and say, this is the truth. Um, we're not going to sacrifice the truth, um, but I'm also not going to sacrifice the love, um, right? That God's, God's, God is love. I'm not going to sacrifice that either. Um, and so we have to learn to, to do that in culture. And, and no, I know this. I mean, if, if God's word says it, first off, it's important. 
Um, it is. So it's yeah. it's worth finding ways to present this. In, in even if it makes it me feel bad? Yeah, even if it makes you feel bad, right? <laughs> um, you know, I'm, uh, we're getting ready to do a series here at the church um, called The Good Book, and it's actually based off of a, a book called The Good Book um, and the Bible, right? But this guy, um, Darren Spoo, I think what it is, um, he, he wrote this, but uh, he was talking about, you know, in the beginning of Genesis, he's like, you know, we don't know the date of creation Obviously, if God thought it was important, he would have put it in there. And that's kind of one of those things like, so that, I mean, in turn, you can say, if God put it in there, it's what? It's important. If he yeah. didn't, then it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. And and so we do need to take stands on things that are in scripture. That's why they're there. Um, but we we also need to do it in a way like we see Paul carrying it out or, or Jesus. So, No, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 And um, just to make one fast point, like, you were talking about there as far as the, um, uh, you know, if this, if the if it's in scripture, uh, we should do it. And, you know, I was talking about the very beginning about parent, we were talking about parenting and, you know, and how we, you know, parents today, they just laugh at when their kids are being disrespectful. It's like, well, yeah. the Ten Commandments say, honor thy father, the mother, yeah. and you just allow your kid to disrespect you. That's not only is that bad parenting, it's as Christians where you're called to have, you know, teach your kids to respect you as a parent. And, yeah. and, and that's, so, so, you know, that's why we do it in our household. It's like, you will respect us, you know? Yeah. And now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to make it as easy on my kids to respect me as possible. Like I'm yeah. not a total loser or something, but, <laughs> well, you know, but, uh, you're, yeah. I mean that it's there for a reason. That's what God wants us to do. Yeah. So I heard this one time. It's like, if they can't learn to respect their earthly father, how will they ever respect their heavenly father? Yeah. That they cannot see. Remember was one of the things people struggle with you know yeah. and you experience that a lot in recovery that people who come from broken homes yeah. and have no respect for they have trouble you know understanding a loving father yeah because they didn't have one yeah so. uh this next passage it's it's again it's from paul it's in uh, corinthians 1 9 it says when i'm with those who are weak i share in the weakness for i want to bring the weak to christ yes i find common ground with everybody doing everything i can to save some so i do everything to spread the good news and share its blessing now clearly what paul's saying is like man go get drunk at the bar um with with sin sinners so you can bring them to jesus i've actually heard arguments along those lines <laughs> that that's not what he's saying at all complete and total sarcasm there but he is saying we need to find like and this is navigating truth with love that that's what this is i'm going to find things that i can share where i'm not sacrificing my morality where i'm not sacrificing the truth of the gospel but i'm not um being indifferent to the people around me, especially those, again, that have yet to hear. They haven't heard. They don't know any better. Uh, how can they know unless somebody tells them? And how are you going to tell them if they're not going to listen to you, right? So we have to find these ways to present these things in a way where it brings that balance of, of truth and love um, in a way that we can um, come come to them and say, there's a better way to live. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, Yeah. I, so uh, hopefully that clears some of that stuff up for you. I think. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. Like, uh, it is tough. It's tough, but that's what we're called to do. And that's, yeah. you know, and that's the thing that we're, we're trying to talk about here on this podcast is doing the stuff that's tough. That's what's led to the deconstructionist movement is, yeah. that, we re, is that those people have experienced, you know, tough, tough, uh, you know, having to tell somebody who is their friend who decided to, to live a life outside of that. And they don't want to be, they don't want to be mean. And so, well, I'm going to, I'm going to bend the word of God to fit my situation. And that's what deconstruction is. Well, this is hard. So I'm going to try to do some mental gymnastics to figure out, 
how to get around this stuff. Yep. And that's, um, we can't do that. And we're, we're, we're paying for that. And we're going to continue to pay for that until Christianity and the church decides to say, this is, we're, we're going to follow God's word and we're going to take hard stances on the areas that we have to extend grace where we can. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, but we do, we hope this, uh, episode blessed you guys. We're grateful that you joined us. You can check us out. Um, on, on other platforms, right? Whatever you're listening on, go check us out. If you're on YouTube, go check out the podcast. If you're on podcast, go check out the YouTube. Subscribe to both. Um, it helps this to grow as far as ag- algorithms and things like that go. Share this with somebody that you feel like um, will be blessed by it. Um, but uh, And just continue to engage with us. If you missed past, past episodes, go check those out as well. But we, we love you guys. We're grateful for you. And we will check you right back here next week.